Check one, two. All right. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. This is my uh, perf- pretty much my first episode back in a little bit under a year. I took a s- small hiatus, I guess you could say, from July. I think my last episode was in July. And uh, I, re- I recorded uh, Vic Mouse. I had Vic Mouse on here, and he did a he did a mix as well. But uh, I I at the time it was at the beginning of July, in the middle of July, I think the twentieth, nineteenth, something like that. I went to Mexico, and I had caught COVID. So after that, like staying in, in the house for like ten days, whatever quarantining, I kind of just. I lost a lot of uh, motivation to uh, record mixes, record in general. I did one one gig after that in 2020, but I was I don't know I was just unmotivated, super unmotivated. But um, I recently bought a bunch of equipment, recording equipment. So this is like something new right here. If you, you could tell, we we I probably sound a little bit better than. The other mix, the other podcasts I've had recorded on, but uh, yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, the Monster Smash, and uh, today I have a special guest, um, a dude, man, I don't, I don't even know, this, this is a name that's been uh, as a kid growing up, hearing his name like oh DJ Loco, um, like y- you knew automatically this dude was a legend, you know what I mean? Even me growing up, starting to DJ, I heard his name. I met him a handful of times. So I'm gonna bring it up later on. He probably doesn't even remember, but I met him uh, a couple times here and there. But yeah, I'd like to bring on the my special guest, DJ Loco. What's up, everybody? How you doing? Hey, I want to say uh, to Rick Monster, thank you very much for having me. I really appreciate it. I'm I'm really lucky to be here right now today with you. Yeah, cheers to that. I'm gonna I'm gonna cheers you this beer right here. I'm a little hungover, so we're just gonna take it slow with these beers. <laughs> Salud. Salud. Man, thank you for coming on. I, it's been a couple weeks we've been talking about getting you on, and for every, for whatever reason you couldn't make it or I couldn't do it or whatever, I'm fine. We got you on. Um, I want to. I'm. A, this is like pretty much my comeback episode, and okay. I wanted you to be on it. I really want to talk about the history as far as the rock weird. House music scene. I, well, I think you're not just house music scene, but just DJing in general in Rockford. I think you're a big, you're a big known staple. I want to say, like, when did you start? When did you start DJing? Well, and the, before DJing, was there other things involved? I think you were a b boy, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, before I started DJing, I was uh, used to break dance over on the south side. With the Rocksteady Breakers back in the day, and uh, I, you know, I I enjoyed it and it, it was fun. Had a good time, great time. And the, the it was like what early eighties, eighty three, eighty four, like probably no, maybe eighty one, no, eighty two, eighty three, around those times. Yeah, okay. I think I was like 13, 13, 14 years old. So super young. Yeah, so I was young back then. Uh, so you know, we, breaking came in and came, you know, big fat and everything like that and stuff and. Um, uh, what what influenced me was uh, going to Chicago one time with the with my with the crew. We went to a battle in Chicago. It was uh, I can remember the it was the excuse me it was the Chicago Floormasters. Floormasters, uh, I've heard of them. And uh, against the Southwest Southwest Breakers, I believe. 
And uh, were they all were they all from Chicago? They were all from Chicago, Southwest <laughs> Southwest Breakers, and uh, the Chicago Floormasters. So uh, when we went to you know to this battle, you know battles here in Rockford, you didn't have you know. You had boom boxes and yeah, stuff yeah, like yeah. that. We went to this battle. They had a they full group. They had a DJ. Yeah. And I was like, oh, wow, I'll man. That was, yeah. And that was awesome. I bet you, you know? it's something, because I knew growing up, it's something different. When you walk in the energy, you walk into a battle like that, it's kind of like, oh, shit. You know what I'm saying? Right. You see a DJ, it's a whole different experience yeah it is like rockford is one thing but in chicago it it was, especially you know especially then because it was you know it was it was b-boy b-boy yeah. time back then yep, you know yep, then, yep. then 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 the, so then a lot of what, like africa bombada oh yeah a lot, a lot of, of old school, africa bombada old school like, you know uh um you know the grandmaster flash and yeah, there yeah, was yeah. even you know even some like uh some what they call that in hip-hop back then like some debbie deb uh-huh. uh things like that uh but yeah i think the, the the funny thing is the dj that was dj in the battle was julian jumping perez wow okay. so that so that was like you know for me i was like i mean i, I mean did I you guys expect that no i know i didn't know i it was it was just you know it was just they were just kept saying it's julian 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 so mm-hmm. and perez perez julian perez and stuff like that and I, I mean i didn't really know who he was at that point but i remember you know thinking about it and stuff like yeah. that and going back to listening to the mixes back in the day julian perez i was yeah. like oh, wow that was that was that oh, so you guys you knew who he was at the time no not at that oh, time no okay. not at all no it uh, wasn't until later on you're like, oh shit, that's that yeah, fucking dude. Yeah, obviously yeah. he's a legend. Yeah, oh yeah, like, oh yeah. And so, so I, you know, watching him and um, so you know, ba- was, basically, uh, you, obviously you went for the breaking, but you ended up falling in love with the DJ right, aspect yeah, of it. Yeah. Okay, okay. And, okay. and you know, I, I wasn't by far any like, a, a, you know, you know, a, bad, a, bad, a badass yeah, yeah. breaker or anything like that mm-hmm. or anything like that. But I, I enjoyed it, hanging out with the, with my boys and stuff like that. So yeah, that that's where that kind of started. And you know, as I was younger, even before that, you know, you know, there was always there was the disco era. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So okay, the, so, so listening to disco, before, yeah. you know, and things like that, you know, and. You know, mid to late seventies. Yeah, disco music mm-hmm. and stuff like that, which is you know back you know back then was early, you know, dance music, yeah, club yeah, music. Yeah. You know what I mean? The so basis of house music is disco. exactly so. You know, and I, that I always liked disco and you know you know it was, you know like Saturday Night Fever, you know mm-hmm. the Bee Gees, yeah, you know yeah, ABBA. Yeah. Um, there was a song Disco Duck. Disco <laughs> Duck. I never heard that one. <laughs> it's a hilarious, you know, Disco Duck. And anyway, but yeah, that's that's what you know kind of started me back then at that at that battle, and you know, coming back and you know, started you know looking at records and you know uh, turntables and things like that, yeah. and, and you know, and um, what was your first set of turntables? Oh man! There, not, not everybody started off with technique. Oh sure. no, you know not by no means. I had, I had a, I had a, a turntable that had a built-in double cassette deck, a radio, and you know, and it, and it had a two little speakers. I had that turntable with a realistic uh, mixer from Radio Shack, and then I had another turntable that had pitch control. Oh, okay, okay, okay. So like that turntable, which it was like a whole big like a like a little uh, compact stereo and stuff, and I would hook those up and stuff like that, and I you know just kind of like mess around with it and use you know play records and things like that and trying to scratch and you know try to do different things with it, which was you know again you know 
15, 16 years old, you know, you're just trying to get into it and trying to do stuff. But, um, and, and let me back up a little bit before that, you know, what, what I used to do is when stuff was happening in Chicago, when breaking was going on and DJing started coming up in Chicago too, there was the radio stations that came around, there were WGCI and WBMX and Chicago. And, and Chicago. Yeah. So they, uh, what they had was, uh, Hot mix shows, mix shows yeah, on yeah, Fridays yeah. and Saturday nights. Yep. So you couldn't get those. There. You couldn't get it in Rockford. So we had to, we had to, we had to uh, hook it up. We had to go ghetto on it and stuff, and take like uh, your cable from the wall, and then put it connected to the antenna on your boombox, uh-huh. and then you can tune it in. And then, really? you, then you could get one hundred two point seven. That far, yeah. Holy shit! I never, I never heard so that. So then we, that's where we so started. So you record, you record the mixes. mixes. Oh yeah. yeah. So that's where you recording mixes. That's when you started. That's when I first heard of, you know, Farley Jack, Master Funk, uh, Julian Perez, Frankie Hollywood, Rodriguez. You know, Ralph for the Raz Rosario, all those yeah, guys. Yeah, Ralph Rosario. The, uh, the Hot um, Mix Five. Billy, Hot Mix Five. Yep, yeah, the Hot Mix Five and the Super Mix Six. Mm-hmm. Super Mix Six. So. So that you know, listening to those, and then you know, you would you, you would like you know, and there was no really no record stores in Rockford. I mean, there was, but it wasn't, it it, wasn't there wasn't that much you know uh, demand for like you know for like house music, house music and music stuff music like that. Right, and there, there was because, right because I mean, even then, I mean, I I mean, I enjoyed like even like new wave music and things like new that. You, you know, yeah, uh, you know, like New Order and things new like Order. that. You oh, know, yeah. and then and then of course you know Europe put out this type of music called high energy mm-hmm. which is you know i don't know if you're familiar with lime and taps yeah, and things like so that so in chicago they call them classics they call them classics and they call yeah. it high energy so yeah. so that Italo, Italo disco type stuff right exactly yep. yes exactly lime tap yeah, um, yeah. forbidden forbidden lover, lover things like oh, that yeah, yeah, all shit, that bro. stuff yeah. see i grew up with that in chicago with my well, i'm not i'm not from chicago i'm from rockford but I have a lot of family in Chicago, so when we go we go over there, and they're from Twenty Sixth Street. Bro, oh so yeah, I'm riding around with them, and they're bumping nothing but classics. Oh and yeah, it's like to me, it was like a whole brain fuck. You know what I mean? I, I never heard this shit in my life, but I was like, mm-hmm. but they're gangbangers. So this yeah. is this shit. You know what I mean? <laughs> this is hardcore motherfuckers. Hell yeah, man! Box Chevy Caprices. Vogue's and time, they were just you know bumping the shit out of some oh, 80s yeah. as oh, yeah. new wave, you know what I mean? Yeah, and all it, that stuff. And, it, and it, you know you can see you can hear all the the chords and the old yeah. school eight oh eight drums and stuff like that. The little little bells, yeah. Can, you know, so pe- you pe- know. Pe- people who aren't from Chicago, they would never. I don't think they would understand that there's such a disconnect. What well, almost seems like a disconnect, like the hardcore gangbangers. And listening to that kind of music. Oh yeah, absolutely. It, 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 doesn't, never, it doesn't match. It doesn't match. Right. But believe me, these motherfuckers are crazy. Yeah. Playing this shit on this stuff. Yeah, you, you know, you don't, you, you know. You, it's funny because you, you say that because you know you, you you would see the guys you know they were gangbangers, and you know they would roll up and they're you know they're they're, playing, ba- they're playing, banging yeah, yeah. energy old school classic you know stuff like that. Yeah, they're mumping lime and oh yeah. yeah, yeah, that's yeah. the shit though. Yeah. To this day, my cousin still play that. You know what yeah. <laughs> Uh, hypnotic, hypnotic, hypnotic tango. tango. Oh yeah, Ooh, yeah, man. Like, yeah. Oh yeah, man. They got there were so many good. There's so many good songs out there that pineapple, uh, yeah, come they, on closer, yeah, stuff like oh, that. Yeah, a lot of different stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, getting back to Rockford though, how did you guys figure out? I guess you would just go listen to the music, uh, right? Well, it was it was then... my it was my 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 boy was uh, he kind of like 
we kind of knew each other from a long time ago when we were kids and then we kind of crossed each other's paths and stuff like that and um and he was already it was funny because it was he was we were i was talking about how you know how i like how i like this music and that music and he was like oh man you know I should come by my house and so went to his house right there on the south side right down the street from that dog that dog and suds what is it on winnebago oh yeah yeah, yeah, yeah right down the street okay. there on the south side and uh this guy my my guy his name is a guy Cantu, and uh he went he, he went by uh DJ Midnight Lover. Now he goes. I, I think he goes by a DJ B Lock. I've, I've heard this this name before. Yeah. How you can 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 do? Yeah. I've seen it somewhere. Maybe maybe on Facebook or something. Probably on Facebook. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So he we went down to his basement and stuff like that. And, and I shit you not, man. He had he had some records and he had a mixer and he had a little he had a turntable. The turntable was a small turntable the record was bigger than the oh, than the turntable okay, okay, okay. and he was like check this out and he just started oh, I, was really? I was like i and from then on it was just like it was on that was then. it that was, it was that on was so that, yeah yep. so i mean uh, and you know with him and you know I, we, we we grew together and you know did a bunch of stuff together and through the first house when like, i don't know if it was the first house party or a dance party by some latinos or whatever and uh that was at uh, at actually that was at the CPM club we did that CPM yeah back on the in south the south side you guys south, did a yeah, lot of parties yeah, on the south side yeah right? man we did house parties you know yeah uh, did if we did a party and we had the CPM we go to the CPM club and do it yeah but uh, but yeah he he was he was a lot he was a big influence on me and you know I we, you know we we influenced each other we pushed each other and stuff like that and um, and I mean that's. That's a, he's he's a really good dude. And, yeah. Is he still DJ? I don't know. Yeah. I, yeah. I, he lives in I believe he lives out in Texas somewhere. Okay. I want to say Houston area, and uh, I'm sure he's still doing his thing. And you know, uh, yeah. he, he's the one who pretty much put the battery in your back. Yeah, it, it was him, and you know, just like the influences on Definitely, the radio yep, and yep, stuff yep. like that. Of course, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, but yeah, he's a very very talented dude, man. So back then, obviously, it's not like today where it's digital and Serato right, and right. record box and controllers and it was vinyl, it was straight, vinyl. straight vinyl. Yeah. And how would you come across? Like you said, there there was no Rockford um, place to buy vinyl. There was a there was a there was a couple of stores. Well, there was one. It was called Apple Tree Records. Uh, it was over Edgebrook. Okay. Edgebrook Mall or whatever they were there. Oh, here in Rockford. Yeah, here oh, in Rockford. Okay. And they did sell they sold a lot of they sold a lot of vinyl, you know, back mm-hmm. then, you know, then you know, before this is when CDs started coming out too and stuff. But you would go there and you would sometimes you would find stuff. Yeah. And if it wasn't house, you'd find some sort of you know, some sort of dance music, yeah. something of anything, mm-hmm. you know. And you know what was hot at the time at the time. Right, you know, things like that that was hot and you know, at least top forty or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, and that was kinda dancey or whatever, like you know, Susie Q, things yeah. like that, you know. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you'd go there. We'd you know we'd start checking there, and then eventually this other place called the uh, called the Two Two Nine Club opened up, and that was excuse me, um, right across the street from the Colonial Village Mall, where it's it's a it's a it's a big church now. Okay. It's on it's on Alpine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's right across the street. Uh, what across the street there is there's like a Pizza Hut there and stuff like that. Yeah, there's a I think Benny's Pizza there. There's a Baskin um, Robbins. There's a. Well, I, I know the Colonial Village Mall. Yeah, there used to be a theaters back there and yeah, stuff yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. Anyway, across the street, um, that there was a, a a place called the Two Two Nine Club where 
upstairs was a record. They opened it up as a record store, okay. and then the basement was a, a club. So it was yeah. kind of, was kind what of cool. What year was this? Oh, man, this was 80, man, 80, 88 maybe. Okay. Yeah, something like that, about 88, yeah, maybe even earlier. But yeah, it was like a... You, so, you, so when you started breaking, it was like, you say, 82, 83, 84, yeah. probably. How old were you, you say? You about four, 13? Yeah, yeah. Around that time? 13, so, 13, but 13. When you're getting to like 88, you're you're like 18, yeah, 19. Yeah, 18, 19, yeah. Okay. Yeah. You weren't old enough to get into the bars and stuff like that, but... No, not... not not then, no, no, because uh, the the age age the drinking age it used to be eighteen back then. Oh, it was. then it moved up to twenty one. So yeah. Oh, okay. But that was like a, a non alcoholic kids mm, like okay, a kids okay, club, okay. you know, teen oh, club yeah, or right, whatever. Right. So, but but uh, and down there, you know, they you know they'd have a they'd have a live DJ and stuff like that. Go down there, watch them and stuff, you know, and and they had you know. Obviously, they had the good equipment and stuff like yeah. that. We still, you know, we were still working on trying to get ours and stuff yeah. like that. But, and going back to my guys, so we, we were established a crew that we called the, we called it, we called ourselves the Latin Jack Masters. The Latin Jack Masters. Oh, yeah, okay, from okay. back in the day. So we were the Latin Jack Masters. We used to, there's a funny story real quick. We used to ride around and he used to have a Pinto. And, uh, we didn't have a, uh, how do you say it? Uh, he didn't have really like a, a cassette deck or a CD player or whatever, but he had a stereo system in there and he rigged it just to where he can plug in. He had a little DDR uh, rolling uh, uh, beat, uh, beatbox or oh, like, like a beat machine. Beat something? machine, yeah. Uh -huh. So we'd roll around and he'd be and we'd play all the beats that we that we made on that thing, oh, you know, like okay. cruising out, oh, <laughs> cruising oh, out okay, on the okay, south okay. side. It was like a Eight track, yeah, it was just uh, just uh, something, yeah, like eight track thing. You can make a, yeah. like a, whatever you, you guys want. You guys record it, yeah. and then you guys would play it yeah. when you guys yeah. run around. around. Yeah, okay. so. before you put it on the cassette or anything, like that. right? Yeah, okay, okay. So, that was pretty funny, man. So, you guys, you guys get into production, like making, your own yeah, and see that, and that, and that's where that's where I say he was more really, really talented, dude, man. He he was more into the production and things like that. Uh, I mean, he liked he liked the DJ too, but I was more into the DJ and yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and things like that. So, um, eventually, you know, we we got our, you know, I, I you know, we got our techniques 1200s mm -hmm. and we bought a, I bought a uh, a four track recorder, you know, uh, they started making, you know, making, making mixes, and and he uh, he bought this big old Insonic AS ASR ten. It was a, a keyboard sampler. We used to have ASR, he, yeah, yeah, yeah. He used to use a floppy disk, yeah, <laughs> you oh, know, shit. To, yeah, 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 you know, to keep everything. And he would he would do my intros on all the on all the mixes and stuff like that. And um, it was yeah, he so yeah, he was more of the production guy, for sure. Like out of all the Chicago DJs, well, just DJs in general, who like who was your bigger influences? Um, in Chicago is going to be probably uh, uh, there's a couple. I mean, there's I mean, if you want to talk about the guys that were on the radio a lot, it's going to be probably uh, Julian Julian Jumman Perez. Mm -hmm. uh, um, Bad Boy Bill, I, I like him a lot too. Uh, Ralphie the Raz Rosario, and obviously Farley Funk and Keys, and Farley yeah. Jack Master Funk, you mm -hmm. know. And um, you know, uh, and then there's like guys that were DJ slash kind of 
rappers, but they weren't rappers. They were hip house artists. Yeah, okay. So like you know, Ty, Tyree Cooper, mm-hmm. especially Tyree Cooper, really, really good guy, friend of mine and stuff. And you know, he was a, he's an influence. He he, only, he did not only you know make you know start uh, start hip house with cool rock and stuff but he also had house tracks and things like that so but um there's one more i'll think of the name you think about it as we go yeah i was gonna say um you met a lot of these djs like as as you went on oh yeah yeah i did um um then how that how that happened um um a lot of things happened between, you know, when we first got our turntables and moved up, you know, into getting into, well, I mean, anyway, I, mean, I you know, working in the, in the clubs in Rockford and things like that. Um, I worked for uh, uh, another good guy if it wasn't, you know, for him there, you know, there, uh, you know, I, I, I thank him a lot for letting me, uh, you know, DJ at his, at his, at his clubs and stuff like that. I was uh, a club was called uh, uh, Energies. It was on North Main Street. Then it, then it turned into Bermudas. And then it went to from Bermudas to uh, the Times Theater. And I don't know on Main you, Street? Uh, too? Well, yeah, no, that was in downtown, the Times oh, Theater. Oh, okay, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. But... Um, you know, keep going. I got, I got a question to ask you after that. So, so, in working with him and stuff like that, and then at the same time, I started. I, I met this other guy. Um, his name's Armando, and he was from Chicago. He moved to Rockford, and he had the idea of opening up a record store. So uh, I was introduced to him, and we collaborated and stuff like that. And um, we started working on opening the record store. And you know, he was the uh, he was the guy that you know wanted to you know mainly funding it at that time and stuff like that before. We, you know there was mutual investments and things like that and um anyway so the way that that worked is that uh when i worked for dante um for uh for dante at uh at the clubs you know dante um we would we would get together we would talk and try to get like shows done and things like that and he would no dante is the guy who owned times the, the times yeah you know and yeah. Which is a well-known. Uh, yes, yes, the exactly. The clubs used to be uh, right. Like, even my cousins from Chicago would come down, and my right. dad would take them, and like they were like, "Oh, Dante, right. Dante. Like, they, right. they used to like it." Right. And I went in there one time, and the setup is really dope, like right. really nice in there. Right. So, so when I when I first met Bill, it was when I went to Chicago. I went to Chicago. He he was doing a show over in Hillside, Chicago. And I, you know, just approached him, asked him for his card, and you know, and and that's from then on, you know, it's kind of like kind of we, kind of kept in touch and didn't, and Bad da- da- yeah, and Dante, okay. you know, then da- then Dante what, and to get him to come down to the clubs and stuff like that, and um, and, and I think Dante had mutual friends that probably knew him too and stuff like that, so, um, so you got you've had these guys come, yeah, oh yeah, we've done shows and with with Dante over at whatever at the times and yeah, things yeah, like yeah. that. All of, we've had all of them come down. Frankie Hollywood, Julian Perez, um, Bad Boy Bill. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, who else was that? Um, Tim Spinney Schomer. Okay. Tim Spinney Schomer is another good guy too. Um, so yeah, I mean, there was those were guys, and then you know, eventually when the store opened and things like that, you know, there was a lot of um, communication with them, you know, especially with Julian because Julian, um, that's where we got our first like. 
stock for the store as we uh-huh. went to Julian's okay. store. We said, hey, Julian, we're opening the store, man. You know, can you just open some stock? He was at no problem. He goes, yeah, man, no problem, man. So, you know. So, you know oh, okay, so he had his own store. Oh, yeah. Jumping, uh, it was okay. Jumping Music. Was it on Fullerton? I don't remember what it was. Huh? Somewhere in Harlem Avenue. I don't remember where it was at. But yeah, so you know, just little things like that, and with this, and then with guys, you know, with us having to do business with the DJs and things like that at the mm-hmm. store, you know, obviously that you know they would come down and do shows for us, promote their 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 CDs, their tapes, and things like that. So the the House of Music, which was the name of the record store, would throw parties, and you know, we'd you know would it'd be like our crew, and then. Featuring or Bad Boy Bill or, ah, okay. you know, or Julian Perez mm-hmm. or whoever, you know. So you guys threw your own parties, promoted, did your own promotion everything? Yeah, pretty much. Okay, question. I work with somebody. Okay. I think he's your cousin. My cousin, okay. Um, oh, sorry. No, you're good. I work with somebody, Johnny Guerrero. Oh, I know Johnny Guerrero. That's not your family? No, no, he's okay. a good, good friend of mine. Um, he told me a story once. On North Main, that they, you guys, somebody brought him. I don't know who were. They battled Julian Jump Perez versus Bad Boy Bill on North Main. Huh. In the eighties, sometime. Um. No, I, I don't, I don't think it was a battle between them. I think they were both there to do a show. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, and that was at that was at Bermuda's, or, or maybe it was Energies back then, but. But yeah, that was. I don't believe it was a battle. Uh, I think he was telling me he's like, yeah, I hadn't. We always we always wondered how they did their like their drops and samples, and they were like, yeah, they had these machines and they uh, just put samplers, yeah, just, well, like Akai and PCs yeah, or whatever. Right, I don't right. Know what, they had little, had. they had a little controllers yeah. and stuff, and and stuff all like they that. Was, just push their button because but, like but, when, when but, I'm, but Bill had records. Oh, okay. Yeah, he had yeah. records made where you could yeah. scratch, you know, because you always heard him scratching. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? yeah. I like obviously when I was younger I didn't I had no idea but I wondered so much like when they would do like these mixes on let's say when I was when I was doing like B96 and stuff like that when I would hear Bad Boy Bill I always wondered how the hell does he do all these blends and mixes in this short amount of time, time yeah. whatever but obviously a lot of it's production production absolutely and I had no idea bro I'm thinking you know he's going crazy going, yeah. yeah oh yeah yeah 20 seconds, 10 seconds, in and, yeah. and then yeah. another, I was thinking he had like 10 turntables there. I'm like, how the hell is he doing this? But obviously, you know, you, later on you grow up and you, you learn soft production. A lot of it's soft production, all, all sampling and editing and yeah. things like that and how you want to arrange it, I guess, you know. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I, I, I did too at first. I was, you know, same. I was like, wow, yeah. how's he doing that? I mean, this, that's got to be pre-recorded. And then he starts, then he ends, and then he starts recording, you know, a mix or whatever, yeah. you know. So he'll do the the first intro, which is to be a minute, two minutes, whatever, and then he'll go into his mix where he's, you know, right. the music. Yeah. Yeah. That makes more sense. Because yeah. when I was a kid, I seriously didn't know all that. Yeah. Well, yeah. I'm riding around in Chicago on on Saturdays and even Sundays. Like Sunday nights, we we would we would drive home, and Sunday nights is when they would have all the house music, like you know, the DJs playing. Right. So for me, that was the shit. You know, I. For example, my dad, he he was in prison, but when he got out in '95, and he finally took us to Chicago to meet my family in Chicago, that's when I got introduced to it. Oh, uh, okay. The, uh, house and freestyle and all that shit, mid '90s. But I was literally 
I don't know, seven, eight years old. Wow. That's... Yeah. But I fell in love with it, you know. What right. I mean? And ever since then, I always wanted to be a DJ. I, I had a cousin. I had two cousins that were DJs, and they were telling me about, you know, the turntables they had and their needles, diamond cut. So he said something about some diamond cut needle that they had, and but they would do shows. One of them, I think one of my cousins ended up going to Mexico to San Luis Potosí, where my dad's from. He did a show over there, and they would do a lot of shows in Chicago. And, yeah, like, hearing those stories, I was, like, mesmerized. I was like, yeah, this is what I want to do. And I would tell my dad when I was a kid, hey, buy me, buy me, turn to, buy me, you know, I want to learn how to DJ. Yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll buy you, I'll buy it. He never bought it, but I ended up buying myself. But I spent, I remember, uh, I told the story before, but I spent my whole check and bought two trip tables, oh, yeah. a mixer, yeah, I mean, a coffin. But I spent yeah. 800, 900 bucks right. at the time, you know what I mean? Yeah. Everything. They weren't they weren't techniques, but when I bought them, I bought them from uh, um, just one. Okay. When he had the the spot next to Lino's. Yeah. Uh, the group the group shop. Yeah, and he yeah. had the group shop inside of Auto Extras. So he would, but he was telling me he's like, "Hey, spend a couple more hundred, you can get these twelve hundreds, and then you won't have to worry about shit for the, for you know forever." Right. But me, I wasn't trying to drop another th- three, four, five hundred dollars for the techniques. And they're getting some new marks in the mixer, and but I mean those lasted me a while, obviously. But the jump from those to twelve hundreds was nine day. The first time I ever used twelve hundreds was DJ Busy One. He, we did a show with him, and I brought my vinyl records and. I said, he's a, that's another good guy right there. Yeah, I. Uh, good dude. Threw on my records on there, and I was like, holy shit, this is nine day. I mean. There's no push to it. There's no. I mean, there's a little bit, but compared right. to those new marks, they're they were probably belt drives or something. So I had a extra push on them, but I mean, I got it down. But right, yeah. But yeah. Um, but back back to the guys, there was the influences. Yeah. And um, I, I, Frankie Knuckles. Frankie Knuckles. Frankie yeah, Knuckles. Sure. Ron Hardy. Yeah. Um. Guy from uh, New York, uh, JJ Jellybean Benitez. Yeah, I've heard of him. Yeah, uh, he's uh, he he did some early stuff with Madonna back in the day. And some fun I stuff. Mean, did, 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 did he do the uh, the Mexican? Yeah, like the a, a yep. remix type yep. thing with the Mexican. Yeah, yeah, yep, Those are all, and then other 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 influences like uh, Kraftwerk. Kraftwerk for sure. You know, Kraftwerk was uh, an influence for you know for uh, everybody, oh, everybody, everybody, anybody yeah. who did like eight oh eight, anything, yeah, anything. Yeah. The South is yeah. huge with Kraftwerk yeah. because the way the the sounds they came out with, you know what I mean? Right. So. Right, but yeah, I mean, uh, and then going back again, and I don't mean to keep going back here. No, no, I, um, this is what I want, bro. I want going you back to... here. There's another guy that I want to mention, and uh, that was a big influence to me in Rockford. His name was Frankie Frankie Garcia. Garcia. Yeah, Frank, Frankie. He used to go by Frankie Get Down Garcia. Uh, from the south side, lived when he lived on Rose, mm-hmm. over there on the south side and stuff. And uh, a big influence, you know, if it wasn't for him, he was the one that actually you jumped me in to get into where Dante's place and stuff oh, okay. like that. So he, if it wasn't for him too, you know, to, 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 you know, to get me in there and stuff like that, you know, uh, you know, I wouldn't, you know be where i'm at or whatever i've done the things that i've done you know so big big shout out to frankie get down garcia he's a, a big influence and uh he's he and he was you know he dj'd there at the club as well we dj'd there together for a long time eventually brought in brought in guy oh my guy guy okay to mm-hmm. midnight lover 
but there was other DJs too in yeah. Rockford, you know, you know, and that they and they were great, they were awesome, you know, yeah. and, and 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 shout outs to them too, you know, Mario Tuhive Duarte, great guy, good DJ, uh, David Lopez Seco. Oh, oh, yeah, he was yeah, yeah. back in the day. He was yeah. he was banging beats too, man. Him. Uh, uh, Were you guys into scratching at all? Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Into scratching, of course, absolutely. Um, you, if you were going to be a hot mix DJ, you had you had to know how to scratch. Yeah. You know what I mean? So you yeah. had to do how to do. You had, you had to do your doubles and yep. beat juggling as best you can. You know, yep. was I into turntablism? I loved watching it, but yeah. could I do it? No. Probably not. <laughs> but you could do you could do some really well, basic scratches. Oh but. yeah, absolutely. I mean, I can't. You know, I'm not. I'm not. I'm by not no means like a cubert or anything yeah, like yeah, that yeah, yeah. but um another guy i do want to mention is uh dj acid victor oh yeah, yeah dj so acid. he came up around well he, he was after those guys were he was after us and then mario yeah. and um and david they were just right behind us you know what i mean and they, they were doing parties and djing and stuff like mm-hmm. that and but those guys are uh, they those are guys those are good djs too man and and it like and you know it just kept getting bigger yeah. and bigger and I don't, you know I, don't, I, mean? I don't think people realize how big house music was when it was hidden in the eighties and early nineties, mm-hmm. yeah. especially in and in Rockford here. Yeah, it was. It was I think, pretty big. I think a lot of older like older heads from back then were that was what you know what hip hop is kind of is now. You know what I mean? Right. And freestyle and all that shit too. Right. Oh yeah, yeah. That's a, that's another whole story. Freestyle too. I mean that's. That's that, that all that influence came that came from like was it Shannon? Let Shannon, the, let, let let the, the music play. play. Yeah, yep. Shannon, uh, Debbie Deb again right mm-hmm. there, and then all that stuff, all that stuff from New York, all the all the the Micmac labels, the yeah, Metropolitan yeah, yeah. labels, yeah. The, uh, the what was it that I can't remember the other high powered high powered label and stuff like that okay. from Miami and stuff and all that stuff. They called it back then. They called it Latin hip hop, and then it turned yeah. it, it turned it into freestyle, mm-hmm. but. That's um, the, some great music there, man. I love that stuff. All night passion. You know, that oh yeah, that was Alicia. Yeah, yeah, yeah Alicia. Yeah, that one was dope. Um, yeah. What What was your first? Well, what was your first? Do you remember your first party you did at? <sighs> man, there was a lot of firsts. You know. Um, like the first time I DJ at a club, the first time I DJ at a house party. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, time. I mean, that's two different. Right. Like you, you remember your first club you DJ? Uh, yeah, that, that was. Probably, Were you under twenty one? Uh, yeah, oh yeah, I was, yeah. That was nineteen, I think nineteen, twenty, something like that. But yeah, it was the well, the first party I ever DJed was that was in the alley, you know where the Mexican is. The Mexican store was it on uh, Cunningham? Okay. Uh, Cunningham? Okay. Cunningham. So not Jalisco, the one that no, was yeah, a little bit further up, yeah. So, so like it's like wood, like almost. Uh, there, yeah. there used to be a restaurant in there. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so there, so my guy and me, uh, uh, Gallo, a midnight lover, we uh, these guys, you know, we we you know these these guys are all from the hood, from the neighborhood there yeah. and stuff like that. And but and, and funny and just so everybody knows. I didn't live on the on the south oh, yeah, side. Yeah. I lived on the south east side, the south side over on the South Eleventh Street in yeah. Sandy Hollow. Yeah. You know? Honestly, but, that's that's actually kind of like the south side, right? Right. Like, yeah. Honestly, yeah. what what we call the south side is re- literally like the southwest side right. of right. Rockford, but we call it the south right. side just because that's where it's, all the Mexicans are. Right. That's where right. you know we right. we 
kicked it out when we were younger, blah, blah, blah. Simon. And, and, you know, and if you want to be technical, I guess so, yeah. But uh, we did a party. If you, There's an alley on that side of the of the restaurant, and there's another alley that crosses over, and there was a garage back there, and we did a party, and we brought those turntables that I told you we had. Oh, okay, okay. The ones that Yeah, and then we didn't have any speakers, so all we all we used was a horn. Horn? <laughs> like a horn, you know? Like a like horn. Like an old school, like... Like a horn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, just like a horn. You yeah. Know, like, yeah. Plain, plainly like, like a... It was like almost yeah. like a cone type yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Like, how would you get the sound? Uh, I, I have no idea. I don't even remember how we did that. But the guy the guy was already playing it and when we showed up. So we just hooked up whatever he had hooked up into yeah. the mixer to get sound off the mixer. Yeah. And that's how we played it. Holy shit. <laughs> it was, wow. It was, it was crazy. Shit yeah, right there, bro. That was like some, like some straight up, you know. Yeah. Just some... Back in the day, ghetto kid yeah. DJ stuff, you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, 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 man. My, my first, well, but I mean, and that my was first gigs uh, were with house speakers and a right and a fucking little amplifier, right? You know I mean? Yeah, yeah, and, and then from then on, you know, because I mean, uh, I, I, I don't know how many people are going to remember that party, but then you know, then after that, you know, people knew, hey, there's that, DJ, those are the DJs that yeah, were yeah, there, yeah. they were badass, and you mm-hmm. know, wow, they, you know, cool, and so, yeah, that was pretty funny, man. So were your uh, like were your parents like cool with you doing all this uh, shit? Well, my uh, my mom and dad would divorce when I was about thirteen, fourteen years old. So it was just you know my jefita around and stuff like that. But uh, God bless her and thank her. For, I thank her for letting me do whatever I wanted to do with the music or yeah. the DJing because if you know again it's another one that if it wasn't for her letting me do it you know I wouldn't yeah. you know for sure yeah, that, be, that uh, is a factor bro yeah sometimes, absolutely you know, there's parents out yeah. there that don't want yeah. you to be, they want you to so work I, and yeah and, and along with her but like my, my my brother and my sister you know they 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 put up with me like constantly boom boom oh, boom yeah. you know and and you can in the bedroom and their probably their walls are shaking yeah. and things like that you know. But uh, my mom was cool with that, you know. It 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 kept me out of trouble, you know, yeah. for sure. You know, I mean, I hung out with you know with some you know some some dudes back in the day and stuff like that. Yeah. You know that they did their thing, you know, and 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 they were all cool with me, you know. And they know, hey, he, he's the DJ, you know. Yeah, they he doesn't he does he doesn't he doesn't do none of that. Yeah. He don't bang or nothing yeah. like that, you know. So they right so so they were they they were really cool about it, respected me and stuff like that, you know. Did you know did did stuff happen in between them times and stuff like that where I was, um, you know, mistake mistaken mistaken and got rolled up. Oh yeah, yeah. you know what I mean. Yep. Of course, you know that's always going to happen. I mean, uh, you know how it goes. You've been you can you you've been rolled on and you and you and you, and you roll on people. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. So you're with your homies. And yeah, you know. And sometimes, yeah, you know. Sometimes it doesn't matter if they ride that or if they ride this. You know, but because they're my friends, yeah. you know, I'm gonna you know I'm with them. You know, or yeah. vice versa. You know. Yeah, I, I have I can completely understand where that comes from because like, yeah, I was DJing when I was younger, but a lot a lot of my friends when I grew up about. All of us used to break dance hmm. when we were kids. We started growing up, and ninety percent of them stopped break dancing, started game banging. You know, the ones that stayed true and kept on breaking. Well, we we kind of evolved into DJs and videographers and photographers and other de- you know Artist, big, artists. Big yeah. monsters are perfect example. My boy Buddha's a perfect example. 
My boy Jamie's a perfect example. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? My boy Kale, he's a, you know, he does all like flyers and all this stuff, you know, and art, he's an artist as well. But all those kids, we, we, we started at one point and yes, you, you know, just like you said, yeah, we got into a, a couple of scrapes with different dudes being at the wrong time, you know, but obviously you're from the hood. And you can't just let anybody fuck with you, you know what I mean? No right, matter what. Right. But that's just part of growing up because people don't understand what, what, how Rockford is and how Rockford was back then, and you know what I'm saying? Right, absolutely. It's still like that to this day, but I mean, at least we all grew up and we got over all that bullshit. But yeah. Um. So I was going to ask you. Uh, so the clubs, like, what was the first club that you that you spun at? Do you remember? Uh, the first, uh, well, it, w- it was probably, I'm going to say, I'm just going to be Energies, you know, Energies and, and Bermudas, and eventually there was other clubs that were interested in me. Uh, back then there was a place called Cubby's, Cubby's East. I uh, used to work at uh, the Cork. The Cork was over, that's demolished now, that uh, the Clock Tower Inn. Okay. Okay. Clock Tower Room was a big resort, big hotel. Yeah. You know where they were talking about putting that casino or whatever. Yeah, but there was rock. a yeah, yeah. There was a club in there called the Cork. So uh, okay. uh, they used to do uh, comedy shows, and then on Fridays and Saturdays they bang music. And I, and on the comedy shows, I want to say they were on Wednesday or Thursday nights, and I was the host for the comedy shows. All these comic guys mm-hmm. would come in from out of town. I'd be the host. Oh really? Yeah. Oh, you were talking to Mike and, oh yeah. Bringing them yeah. in. Oh yeah, bringing them in, introducing were you, them. Were you doing any co- comedy back then? No, I mean I was oh. just up there wearing cross colors, bro. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> wearing my cross colors and yeah. just say, hey, this is you know, just hey, yeah. make give a big hand. You know, it wasn't. Yeah. I wasn't. I didn't throw no jokes or anything like that mm-hmm. by no means. But but yeah. So then on the on the weekends, and it was it was the cork, and that's where I was spinning at too. And um, other places that you know, new places that opened up. You know, there was. Uh, uh, just a, a bunch of different clubs, you know. So that, that uh, um, I guess my next question is, um, like as you went on, obviously, you you grew into, like, um, you you got to know a lot of the house DJs, and you guys started the House Brotherhood. Oh yeah, that was yeah, that was that was uh, but I'm sure you put been part of a bunch of crews. Yeah, that that was the House Brotherhood was is is was essentially started with the House of Music. Uh, it was the House mm-hmm. of Music DJ team, the House of yeah. Music. Um, and then who who was the original owner of the House of Music? It was Armando Flores. Armando Flores, and then we had a, we had mutual agreements on certain things and stuff like that. Um, but to uh, Back to the House Brotherhood question. I want to go again. I'm sorry. No, no, no. This is I, 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 want, I want to go back again because I, I, I do want to mention this other guy that that uh, that um, came up and um, was a good friend with with good good friends with Gallo and stuff like that. It was Jesse Martinez? Um, Jesse Martinez. Yeah. Jess one. But yeah, but back back then he was jamming Jess, and then. What was your original name? Back then, it, it's always been DJ Local. Well. First it was Jack Master Local, then I just changed it to DJ Local. Okay, okay. And then uh, anyway, but Jesse, you know, he he um he uh he he, he there was, there's there's a, a good friend of a good friend of mine family uh, the Perezes, and uh, they uh, uh, um 
they were break there. They were the they were the ones that created the Rock City Breakers in Rockford. Okay. So they had a little brother. His name was Marty Perez, okay. and uh, Marty Perez and uh, Jesse used to hang out, mm-hmm. and uh, they wanted to be DJs. So they would, so they would come to my house in the middle of the night, and you know, hey man, can we come in and mess around with your turntables and stuff like that? Yeah. You know, and if it wasn't Jess with him, it was just Marty or whatever. Yeah. And uh, God rest his soul. He may he rest in peace. I miss you, brother. Um, and um, and. Uh, so yeah, that, that's how I that's how I met Jess. It was like like so, that. And so then Marty passed away. Yeah, Marty. Yes, Marty. Marty unfortunately passed away. Um, some bullshit and whatever. But um, but that's how Jess came in the picture. And then he somehow hooked up with Gaio and stuff like that. And they started we, they started collaborating and everything like that. And then he. stopped doing it for a little while. And then that's where it comes back to the to the house music. Then. He, he started coming around the house of music and stuff like that. And we all started doing things and he started throwing parties with the house of music he, and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And, and, and it was just a big collaboration and stuff like yeah. that. So, um, the original members of the house brotherhood, um, are Carlos Gonzalez, which is Carlos Cutter. Carlos Cutter. Yeah. yeah. Which is a mean scratcher. Oh man. Know, he's, if you, if, if he's a, uh, if you, if you want to see somebody uh, doing this, tearing up some stuff on the turntables, that I, dude right there is. Uh, I want to take him to Chicago to see. Scratch oh DJ yeah. Yeah. Just to see, cause I've seen, like, he's a beast dude. Oh, he's ridiculous. I, uh, I, I've been to a couple of scratch sessions where they have him and he's an animal dude. Yeah. He's, he's ridiculous. I, 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 I mean, he was a turntable. Yeah, no, that's a true turntableist. Yeah. Rockford homegrown, yeah. true turntableist. Mm-hmm. Best in the city of Rockford, yeah. hands down. Yeah, I'm scared. Sure. Anybody else? And to me, anyway, because not just because I know him since he was a kid and we were yeah. kids and stuff like that. But um, then uh, the other guy was um, uh, Kerry Adams. Kerry Adams. Kerry he Adams. Yeah. Well, he did. He he uh, started coming to the store and. Um, uh, buying records and stuff like that, hanging out, and um, you know, we, we Armando and I needed somebody to to stay up with the store, or watch, not watch the store, but work the store while we were going to Chicago to get records, records yeah. and, and 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 stock and things like that, okay, or whatever. So, Kerry, Kerry goes so we, we, yeah, so we we uh, eventually hired him on and brought him on, and uh, and that's how. You know, but another story about Kerry Adams, and he's gonna get pissed off at me about this. <laughs> but when I really, when I first met Kerry, is uh, when I was at my house and and I had a studio downstairs. Me, me and Gaio had the studio downstairs in my basement, and uh, like I said, we had to we had a Tascam uh, four track recorder, turntables, samplers, and all that good stuff. Whatever the early stuff that we used, mm-hmm. and Gaio came over with this kid, and he's like, "Hey, man." Uh, you mind if I take this kid downstairs and he he says he can rap and stuff like that? Oh, okay. And I was like, uh, yeah, man. And he, and he goes, his name's Carrie, man. He goes by he goes he goes by K Dog. K Dog. Uh, yeah, so it was K Dog. Oh and, uh, man. And uh, and I remember him. Then that's when and then when he came into the store. Yeah. That I remembered Later him on. from them. From I remembered him from then. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, but yeah, man, it's funny, man. So yeah, he he was one of the original members. Uh, um, when, Nick, when did that store uh, open? Uh, 
91, maybe two, three. Ninety, maybe ninety-two, ninety-three. I don't remember, man. Something like that. Okay. Ninety-nine. It was ninety, ninety-one, something like that. And you guys were literally the first actual DJ shop. Yeah, first. I mean, did you guys just sell vinyl only? Oh, uh, we sold, we sold? we sold vinyl. We sold, uh, you know, hot mixtapes, things like that. You know, mm-hmm. uh, some equipment, not not too much equipment, but if if somebody. Had some shit so, that they, they come in. And sell yeah, or whatever. if they were in, if they, or we, we could, you know, direct them to where they can go get equipment or we can order, we would try to order for them or help yeah. them out or whatever. But it was just strictly vinyl and, you know, hot mix tapes, CD tapes, uh, mm-hmm. some apparel and things like that. Um, magazines. I think we did have some magazines. Um, I thought we had maybe some DJ Time magazines and some Mix Mag magazines there at one point. Uh, yeah, yeah, but uh, let's see who else. And then Nick, you know Nick Rusefa. Nick Rusefa for sure. Yeah, he was he was part of it. Um, and of course Armando, and then Jess. You know Jess was there too with us at that time. You know we we, we all kicked it and stuff. And um, and that's what that was the basis of it pretty much and that was a, I mean, uh, house music yeah i mean it was, like Jean, pink, Jean. it was like a pink building um it was it was right next to that it, it was uh next to that pizza place um raise it was right on charles it was on charles across the street from lincoln middle school yeah, yeah right there yeah right there and yeah i can't forget uh yeah uh mean gene uh he, he know yeah, 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 I know Gene. Yeah, I know Gene. He was part of it. And he was a DJ as well. Yeah, he still he DJed a little bit back okay. then. He 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 was more he was artistic too, and you know, Carlos was artistic. You know, he used to you know spray and stuff like that. You know, yeah. And, you know, could draw some good old characters and some good fat letters and stuff yeah. like that. That's you know? dope. Yeah. That's dope. So when did it? When did it? Did you guys sell it to just one and it turned into Well, what what happened um what happened there is uh there was a falling out between Armando and myself. He left uh he left, he moved out into Texas. I'm not sure how all that transpired between him and Jesse. I don't even know if oh. if that was even with him and Jess. I don't know if it was with Jess and the actual owner of the building and things like that. So I have no idea how oh, okay. all that transpired and things like that. I was mm-hmm. I, I, at that point I was done with it yeah. and out of it and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Um, but that's when the, that's where the original I believe that's they want to say that's where the original groove shop was at was there. Yeah. We opened up there before it moved out over there on State Street mm-hmm. or whatever. But yeah, and and it was and 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 it was fixed up really nice. Just fixed it up really nice and had some uh, some. He did a really good job with it. And then, then when he moved to uh, then it was wait there was another spot too. Where was that? I want to say it was on Broadway, in that strip where La Michoacana is. God, I know there was because it was there that first. Then he went to this other spot, and then he went to yeah. the one on state. Before the state one, I had I had there was another spot, and I went there. It was like in a strip mall type thing, I think. And I went there. That's the first time I. Had, oh my god! I, think, I met yeah. this one back back then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I was that, like I said, I was probably 10, 11 years old, <laughs> literally. But like my dad would, he would, he would take us to Chicago to the to the super malls and to the you know Levita and all that right, shit. Right. 
And you would buy us our house tapes, our freestyle tapes. And there we were in 96, 97. But with my dad, you know, Mexican shit, and we're bumping the shit out of the music. And he would tell us, like, because obviously, like, my parents were divorced too, so we would go to my dad's house on the weekends. And at that time, we would, uh, he would say, what do you guys want to do? He's like, you guys want to go cruising? He's like, all right, cool. So cruising for us was putting in cassette tapes and bumping house music loud as hell or freestyle or Mexican rap or anything like that. Right. And we're cruising and he's letting us play all this music, you know what I mean? And we thought we were the shit, you know what I mean? We're, me and my brother and my sister were little kids bumping house music. And I don't know, man. It, it, I have fond memories it, going to Jess ones and buying cassette, oh, yeah. cassette tapes and mm-hmm. All that shit growing yeah, up. Yeah, God, that. I can't. I, I'm, I'm, I can't remember where it was at. I, I know there was. It was. It was a spot before he went over to over to the State yeah. Street place. I want to yeah. say it was on. I want to say it was on Charles or Broadway. I don't know. I, I don't know if you know where uh, Mark's Fusion is. Yeah. That strip, right there. I want to say it was there. In that strip mall. I think I want to say you're right. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, so yeah, so so he, at both places. I mean, all those spots. He's he did. He's done really well. So yeah. Good, good now he's up in Wisconsin. I believe so. Off the off the radar, off the grid. Off the grid. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Does he still have records and shit up there? Does he still have a store up there? I'm not sure if he has a store up there or not. But uh, um, I see him every once in a while. He'll, yeah. he'll pop up somewhere. Yeah, yeah. We did a show back a couple of years ago. Back well, it was a year ago, maybe two. When that uh, uh, was it like even further? No, no, no. Not, um, over at uh, uh, Electronic Union Record Store, when oh, okay, it, was, okay. it was open and stuff. We did a we did a tag team together. So that place originally um, that was me and my boys' spot right there. Oh, really? That's uh, I had hired Carrie to DJ there for my opening, our grand opening. It was a gallery, an art gallery. So we had art gallery, art shows, and uh, we would have DJs and shit there. Okay. All that shit. Yeah, that we, 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 I forgot, 321 North Church? Something like that. Something like that. I forgot what the, but yeah, we started there first. Oh, okay. We were there for about a year, and then uh, we got into some fucking trouble with the owners and shit, so we had a dip, you know. Dip, all right. I didn't know that. That's good. Yeah, so I walked in there when I found out it was a record store. Um, what's his name? Uh, Trev, Trev, Trevor. Yeah. I walked in there and I was like, oh shit, you know, because he kind of, he hooked it up a little bit more, you know what I'm saying? But I mean, it, it, the layout is basically the same thing, but that bathroom in the back is super nice compared to what it was, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But, uh, yeah, man, shout out to yeah. Trevor. Yeah, he's another another good dude, man. Shout out to the Electronic Union, man. There. He's, doing his, he's doing his thing, man. Yeah, for sure. Um... What do you guys? What do you got planned for the future? What like what? What are some things you want to do, or you got going on, or or are you guys just kind of winging it right now, just doing shows? Um, I know twenty twenty sucked. For yeah, no, we haven't done much. I, I haven't done much. I know that uh, uh, the rest of the brothers, uh, uh, House Brotherhood brothers, they they do they do more shows than I do. I've been laying more back, you know, kicking it with my family. I, you know, I, again, I, you know, my wife Michelle and my son Tino, and my other son Leo, you know, and 
uh, my daughter that lives in uh, Miami and stuff, uh, Nisa. I just been, you know, just kicking, relaxing, you know. Being um, the bad, being the yeah, kicking it, relaxing, you know, when uh, there's a, a, you know, good opportunity for me to come out and do something, you know. Uh, I'll eventually, you know, accept and stuff like that. But your birthday just passed, right? Not too long ago, maybe a month yeah. ago. Yeah. And I remember, I remember uh, that that party you yeah. two years ago in, that, in yeah. Rio. Yeah. And that was shit, dude. Oh. We loved it. Oh, like, you were playing freestyle and house and all that shit. I was like, hell yeah, this is. Yeah, that was a, that was a, that yeah, like was, that, you guys, you, you guys, you guys aren't really known for playing like that old school shit anymore because you know obviously you guys do a lot of the yeah, newer, well, the yeah, stuff, well, you know yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean um, so that was a treat for us, like oh shit, yeah. you playing some shit, like you know what he used to play, I'm right? Sure. Yeah, 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 and and that was yeah, that was uh, the big fifty back then, um, but yeah, that. You know that that's the stuff that I liked playing and grew up with as a kid and stuff yeah. like that. And basically now, like now, I mean, it's just I'm all about right now. I mean my my uh, I mean don't get me wrong. I, I like to listen to all types of music. It's not just dance music. I like you know like old school like classic rock and mm-hmm. things like that. Yeah. Uh, you know it's Johnny Cash. Uh, you know um some you know some hip hop and stuff like that and you know that I like I like my Tejano music my Mexican music yeah, yeah, you know yeah, for sure you know I like all that stuff but uh as a DJ uh, I think you got to be able to you like it all you know what I mean that, right. like I said like I told you earlier before we started I, I was at my buddy's house we had a little group you know right, little three right. playing Mexican music yeah. you know what I mean corridos and all that yeah. stuff I mean that that's just part of being Mexican American here you know what I mean you got to right. learn how to love it all all types of shit. Right, and, and like, like for me, I you know when when I when I go do you know shows and things like that, uh, 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 I'd like to play a lot of techno. Techno, Techno, yeah, a lot of techno music. But uh, you know, and and that being said, and I, and, and well, going forward, you know, I I'd love to do more stuff, and you know, when I can, and you know, I'd like to you know to uh, possibly do like a. Uh, an all-star, all like different DJs in one area doing, playing old school stuff, and you dope. know that you know something like that. You know, uh, with you know with their you know whoever wants to you know be a part of it. You know that's something you know that I've been thinking about. I'm not really, and this is the first time I've said anything about it. But I'd like to you know do something like that, uh, do something old school, even some new school and things like that. But um, yeah, I, I, you know. Yeah, pushing the culture forward. Right. Yeah, pushing and, and, and this is dope, man. It, like, like before, would you ever think when you were DJing in the late '80s, early '90s, would you think being over fifty, you would still be DJing right now? Oh no, I, I, I don't. Did I don't you ever know. think about that? No, I, I mean, I. I or is it a trip that you're like, oh shit, I'm still. Yeah, I mean, I think about it, and sometimes you know it's. I was like, wow, I, I'm surprised none of the guys have said, man, you just need to quit and retire. No, nah, fuck that, dude. I mean, <laughs> you know, I it's, think it's, 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 you, you look you know, at people like, like Jazzy Jeff, who was, you know, in the 80s, he was, you know, right. whatever. And now, right now, he's considered one of the best DJs in the world, right. still doing it to this day. And right. streaming and all that. What, 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 what's your take on, on streaming? Streaming? I don't mind. It's, it's, it's a good thing, I guess. And there's not, nothing wrong with it. Streaming's fun, you know, and... I guess it's like having a you know radio station or whatever yeah, you know, much, you know? Yeah. And, and wow and speaking of that <laughs> here I'm going back again oh, you know, go there, ahead, there's there's a there's another guy uh, his name is uh, Eric we called him Boomer yeah now he had a pirate radio station 
here in Rockford. Okay. I'm not sure if you're familiar with him or not. It was called the Power Pig. What now, was the station? It was 93.3 Power Pig back in the day. Okay. And when we had the House of Music, yeah, that, that's where we go and do was our, that, was we this? would do our shows on Friday and Saturday nights. Did you guys get busted for that? Oh, yeah. Well, he did, you know. Yeah, it was yeah. like a big thing, wasn't it? Yeah. Like, yeah. I think I do remember something yeah. Yeah. or an article coming up. Yeah, I don't know and, what and then that's where we used to do um, shows there and stuff like that in his basement. You know, he had a big antenna in the backyard. And really? Stuff. So you would... We'd bring our... Is, that's, is that illegal? It was, yeah, because he didn't have a license. He didn't have ah, a license okay, okay. to broadcast or anything, FCC and stuff FCC like that. So, shit, yeah. so we'd bring our turntables and stuff and plug it right into them and we just, bam, just Would you guys wrong. do that at, only at a certain time? Or? Yeah, it was like like Fridays and Saturdays and Sunday oh, nights. Okay. You know, it, it could be any night. It could just be Sunday nights and stuff like that. So pretty much in the daytime, it was just... It was static. nothing, yeah, nothing. And then he hooked up somehow yeah. and yeah. all of a sudden... Yeah, I mean, we even... It we, was word of mouth that you guys had flyers? And no, we had word of mouth. He used to, he used to send out uh, uh, a number for pagers. Oh, okay, So people okay. would call in and, and, and you know... Uh, leave their voicemails and stuff, and oh, you know, we'd, we'd play them on the radio yeah. and stuff, and request and things like that. Yeah, and, uh, that's dope, man. Back <laughs> in the, yeah, so in, uh, we even there was a time we even brought uh, uh, Tyree Cooper down there, man. Oh, really? Tyree Cooper was on there with us, man, for 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 a couple of shows, man. So it was pretty cool to have him down there, man. It was it was awesome, man. You know, you know, one of the godfathers of house music and hip house. You know, yeah, it was pretty awesome. Wait, wait, did you ever uh, used to talk on the mic when you were DJ, or was that something that? And, um, uh, I, I was, more, like I a, was, I was the only one that would even. I'm the only one that probably would. I mean, you, yeah. you would, you wouldn't catch, you know, like a carrier yeah, yeah, or, yeah. Yeah, or, yeah, or Jason, Jason, mm-hmm. and another Jason Healy, another one. He's yeah. he's just been yeah, he's another brother too. Um, yeah, you won't you won't catch them on the mic and stuff like yeah. that, you know. I'd be I'd be the only one on the mic, mm-hmm. you know. So I know you were letting the, you were letting the letting the ride that day on your fiftieth. You were like, "Hey, what's up? Thank you. Yeah, give, uh, give me a shot, you know. Bring yeah, me." <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was it was that was fun, man. That was fun. Then uh, you know, going back to like talking about techno and stuff, right? So uh, when we started when we had the house music. Uh, all that the music was evolving and stuff like that, and um, we started hearing about um, uh, warehouse parties like underground parties and stuff mm-hmm. like that, hence the raves. Yeah, so the house of music, and, and I didn't and I didn't bring this up earlier because I don't know why it blew my mind or forgot about it, but uh, we were uh, part of the first. With other crews that through the first raves in Rockford and oh, stuff okay. like that. So, the actual warehouses. Uh, well, they were in, in Rockford, like warehouses. And um, there was, a, there was yeah, yeah. And, and it, it was like buildings and stuff like that, you know. Uh, I mean, we had the likes of, uh, you know, DJ Hyperactive, uh, um, uh, Heather Hart, uh, um, Hyperactive John Aquaviva. Yeah, John Aquaviva. They just brought him. Not too long ago, didn't they? Two years ago, maybe. Yeah, we was. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he's another good dude, and actually another. And he's one of my influences, recent influences, you know. Um, and we're by we're probably the same age, so we have the same. Uh, uh, well, yeah, upbringing. He, he grew up with you know the same guys and yeah. stuff like that, you know. Um, but yeah, that's another guy. Hyperact is a big influence, and um, there's I mean there's many other DJs out there that you know uh, that that you know they play that type of music and stuff um but yeah i mean we we 
we'd have the we'd have map points there and then and, and from there you know they'd go to the parties and stuff like that i mean it was it was it was pretty fun man uh it was a, it was an outfit called sunshine entertainment that would uh they throw those parties in collaboration with the house of music and stuff like that so dope. so yeah it was pretty cool man that's dope man um i don't know man i is there anything else you want to promote Anything else you got going on? Is- no, I just, uh, I mean, I, again, I, I want to thank you for having me, man. I, I really appreciate it. You know, you, uh, you and, and, and Vic and the monster crew always, always been respectful, man. And, and you guys are doing your thing. Uh, I, I want to give the shout outs out to, you know, all the, you know, all the, uh, artists out there, the Latino artists that do their thing, you know, Javier, um, Javier Jimenez, you know, give him a give him a shout oh, yeah, out. Sure. Uh, Mario shout Duarte, out. you know, he's doing he does metal art, metal working oh, art and stuff like okay. that. Yeah, I don't know if I know him. Um, Maybe I've um, met him before. Just you know, all you guys, man, my you know. I appreciate you, man. Um, I to me, like uh, as far as DJs beefs and you know anything like that goes, it never made sense to me to to disrespect. You know what I'm saying? Guys that came before me or anything like that. You know what I'm saying? I always showed mad love to all you guys because I, I, I like, you guys came before me, paved the way here in Rockford, you know, for DJs like me to do what I'm doing now. You know what I'm saying? Obviously, 2020 was a messed up year, but, yeah. you know, but be- right before that, I was going strong, going hard, damn near every weekend, you know? But I, every time I would see you guys out, you know, hey, or every time I could catch a show, one of my favorite shows that you guys used to do was at Abrio on um, day yeah. before Thanksgiving. Yeah, yeah. I used to love those shows, bro. Yeah. I would go and I was like, fuck, these dudes are going hard. Yeah, and me and Vic would go and shit and check it out. Shout out to Paul, man, for letting yeah. us. That's another yeah, dude, man. That another he, dude, yeah. That, that, uh, Disco chicken, man. Yeah. He, he lets us do a lot of shit, bro. He puts us on all of us, all, all DJs, yeah. you know what I mean? From DJing outside to alleys. I DJed a show with you guys in that oh, yeah, alley yeah. Um, back in October. Yeah. And, uh, man. Yeah, yeah. I would, like I said, I'd definitely like to do something, you know, especially, you know, with you and you and Vic, man. You know, we For can sure. do something, you know, do it like a... I, want, I, want, I wanted, uh, when I was at District, I, I wanted to do a, like a house a house night with you guys, with the House Brotherhood, you know. Mm-hmm. Either like 45, 45, you know, each. You know, keep on going, but... uh. We'll, we'll we'll bring it back somehow. Yeah, we'll do if it. I, even if I'm not at district or something, I'll figure out something. Where yeah, we'll we we'll get it. We'll get it together. We we'll get it done, man. For sure. I appreciate you, man. Thank you for coming Gracias. on. Gracias, carnalito. Yeah, the Always. monster mash. Thank you guys. Thank you guys for listening. Episode one, the return, 2021. Like Derek Rose, I'm back, baby. Peace. <laughs>